the sealed container. She shook her head. What do you think? came a voice from over her shoulder. Terrorist cocktail du jour? Wildenstein ignored this. Her assistant, Richie's work, was top-notch, even if his emotional development had been arrested somewhere between the third and fourth grade. I'm going to open the container. Wildenstein broke the hazmat seals and carefully lifted out the package. Wait? 1.2 kilo. For the record, I'm noting that all the biohazard and hazmat alarms under the hood are reading zero. Using a scoop, she took a few dozen grains of the substance and distributed them into half a dozen test tubes, sealed and racked them, then removed them from beneath the hood, passing them on to Richie. Without needing to be told, he started the usual set of chemical reagents, testing for a sweet. Wildenstein waited while he deftly did the workups. All negative, he reported at last. Man, what is this stuff? Wildenstein took a second rack of samples. Do a heat test in an oxidizing atmosphere and vent the gas to the gas analyzer. Sure thing. Richie took another tube and sealing it with a vented pipette which led to the gas analyzer, heated the tube slowly over a Bunsen burner. What do you have, Richie? He scrutinized the readout. Just about pure carbon dioxide and monoxide, trace of water vapor. The sample must have been pure carbon. Give me a break, boss, since when does carbon come in the form of brown sand? Wildenstein peered at the grit in the bottom of one of the sample tubes. I'm going to take a look at this stuff under the stereo zoom. She sprinkled a dozen grains onto a slide and placed it on the microscope stage, turned on the light and looked through the oculars. What do you see? Richie asked. But Wildenstein did not answer. She kept looking, dazzled. Under a microscope, the individual grains were not brown at all, but tiny fragments of a glassy substance in myriad colors. Blue, red, yellow, green, brown, black, purple, pink. Still looking through the oculars, she picked up a metal spoon, pressed it on one of the grains, and gave a little push. She could hear a faint scritch as the grain scratched the glass. Using the stereo zoom, she plucked a grain of the substance and let it sink into a drop of mineral oil she put on a slide. Then she slid the slide into the reading chamber of a refractometer. She looked up, a smile on her face. Just what I suspected. We have an index of refraction of 2.4. Yeah, so? There we are. Nailed it. Nailed what, boss? She glanced at him. Richie, what is made of pure carbon, has an index of refraction above two, and is hard enough to cut glass? Diamond? Bravo. You mean what we've got here is a bag of industrial diamond grit? That's what it would seem. Frederick Watson Colopy, director of the New York Museum of Natural History, felt a prickling of irritation on the back of his neck. He wondered why the devil Wilfred Sherman, chairman of the mineralogy department, was so insistent on him coming to the mineralogy lab instead of Sherman coming to Colopy's office on the fifth floor. Colopy's eyes swept the lab and quickly fixed on the offending package itself, soiled and wrinkled, sitting in a double zip-locked bag on a specimen table next to a stereo zoom microscope. Beside it lay a half-dozen white envelopes. 
Is there a reason why you insisted on my coming to your lab? Yes, Sherman managed to say. He nodded toward the stereo zoom. I wanted you to take a... to take a look. Colopy got up, went over to the microscope, removed his glasses, and put his eyes over the oculars. He found himself staring at a breathtakingly beautiful array of thousands of brilliantly colored bits and pieces of crystal backlit like a stained-glass window. What is it? A sample of the grit that came in the package. Colopy pulled away. Well, did you or someone in your department order it? Sherman hesitated. I don't know how to tell you this, Colopy said briskly. Just go ahead and lay it out for me. Sherman nodded dumbly. It's not industrial diamond grit, Colopy frowned. Excuse me? The curator took a deep breath, seemed to brace himself. Industrial diamond grit is made from black or brown diamonds of no aesthetic value. Under a microscope, it looks like what you'd expect, dark crystalline particles. But when you look at these under the microscope, you see color. His voice quavered. That's what I saw, yes. I asked myself how in the world did a sack of diamond grit come to be made up of millions of fragments of fancy-colored diamonds, two and a half pounds worth. The lab fell into a profound silence. Colopy felt himself go cold. I don't understand. This is not diamond grit, said Sherman, all in a rush. This is the museum's diamond collection. What the devil are you saying? The man who stole our diamonds last month, he must have...